the monkey tonight. Shock the monkey! Oh, God almighty. <laughs> I apologize to the listener for that shrill and horrid noise that just happened. Hi. That was our guest, Pierre Gabriel. <laughs> My name is Adam. And I am the other name in the title. This is Ryan and, oops, Adam's show. The other name in the title is here. We're at his house in Bhutan, New Jersey. Yep. Legendary Bhutan. Yeah, people sometimes call it an apartment. And in fact, we even named the one episode Scenes from an Apartment in Bhutan. And uh, I don't know if you would actually call this an apartment. It is technically a house. You're in the top floor of a house. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... It's not quite a duplex. It is sort of, I think, by definition. It's like a, a, like a horizontal duplex. Yeah. I always thought a, a duplex had to be vertically split. Don't they call it a, um, like a, what do they call that? They have a name, a twin house, something. They have a, and that's not a twin is house. Is this a mother-daughter house? I don't think it's a mother-daughter house. Unless Dave is, Dave would be the mother. But I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's a duplex, but like going up and down. And that's what, what we got here today, people. <laughs> We're in a duplex going up and down in Booton, New Jersey. Uh, I received some excellent feedback from my friend Lauren in Asbury Park. Hey, I was there last night. What's that? I mean, I don't know Lauren, but I was in Asbury Park last night. Oh, well, I was with my friend from Asbury Park in Sussex County, New Jersey last night, and she was telling me... She really enjoyed our recasting of Basic Instinct, which was a huge relief because I thought that that was some of the most smoked programming we've ever done. I love re-listening to it myself. I think the more smoked, the better. I loved that. I thought that was uh, really funny. I got I got decent feedback. I want to get back on that, but I got decent feedback that they really liked the um, my brother, who was a guest, told okay. me he really liked the Predator, Terminator, RoboCop fight thing we talked about okay who would win which is funny because i just saw on instagram a meme that said who would win robocop terminator predator or alien and i posted like a huge response that was basically just what we talked about on the show linked the episode yeah i should have i don't know how to link things well that's fine anyway so that's cool so they they liked our um jackie chan uh basic uh instinct remake yeah that's um GoFundMe right now. It's uh, JackieChanBasicInstinct.com. We'll redirect you to the GoFundMe page to hire Jackie Chan to star in our remake of Basic Instinct. And then did we pick, Did we? who was our Sharon Stone that we wound up picking? I don't, I don't even I don't remember. Know we, I don't know if we settled. All right, well, if you have a, an idea of who should play Sharon Stone in our remake of Basic Instinct, please email us at the truth. Ryan Adam at gmail.com. Email us anyway. It gives us stuff to talk about, to read your emails and to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I don't think I have any emails, which give is us, a super bummer. Give us two fictional characters who would win. Give us uh, you know, an opinion on the show. Anything. A, a TV show you'd like us to talk about, a song you'd like us to play, ask anything. Us, ask us for relationship advice. Yeah, we're both, we, we, we both be, know how to do that. Yeah, we... <laughs> 
We'd both give great relationship advice. Yeah. Trust us. Yeah, ask us, you know, anything, uh, what, how to get a good job, anything that you want <laughs> to know. We how know. to make tons of money. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll help you. We got it. We All know right? the answers to those questions. So just hit us up. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and the other function that I'm bummed that doesn't get utilized nearly enough is the voicemail function on yeah. um, the Anchor website, which is just ryanandadamshow.com. If you listen to the show on there, you should leave us a voice memo or whatever. It's there. It can't hurt. I mean, if you wanted to email us and be like, this is just for you guys. We don't want you to read it. I mean, that's a bummer, but you can do that. But if you want to get a shout out, get your voice on air, there are methods here, people. We got stickers. We got stickers. Viper pit shades. They stick to things. The shades are there. There, <laughs> They block the sun. Yeah, we have things you can use. Yeah. Seriously. Come on. Let us help you. Help, help us. <laughs> yes, exactly. Help me help you. Help me. What's that from? Tell us what that's from, and you'll is get that a sticker. From, is that from uh, Jerry Maguire? Yes, it's from Jerry Maguire. Why does Jerry Maguire have so many quotes? I don't know. That movie was massive when it came out, and now it's kind of vanished into obscurity a little bit. But I mean, show me the money. Show me the money. You had me at hello. Oh, God. That movie is like... It does, have a, it does have a lot of quotes. People love it. And yet you're right. It's like now it's nothing, I guess. It has a real tearjerker Springsteen song. Yeah. <laughs> it's got, listen, that, that movie's got a little something for the boys with the football. It's got a little something for the girls with the romance. It's got that weird kid from, uh, from um, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, that little kid. That, the kid from Jerry Maguire. Yeah, who talks about how big Jerry the brain Maguire is. Jerry Maguire has. Yeah, what does he say? The human brain weighs eight pounds or something. Jonathan Lipnick. What a weird quotable movie. He had a he had what was it? Stuart Little. Stuart, he's my brother. I used to do that voice all the time. People loved it. It was huge in sixth grade. Can we just do all of your voices? (laughs) Uh, Oh my god, you were just killing it today. You started with Peter Gabriel. Uh, Lost all of our listeners. Yeah, I apologize. Absolutely Uh, with that. Good that, God. That song is Shock the Monkey. It was, um, if, it, if we're going to talk about it being in anything, it was in a very good episode of South Park. That's correct. The Raisins one, which was great. And um, Stan goes through a breakup. He goes to Raisins. He plays Peter Gabriel. But instead of In Your Eyes, it's Shock the Monkey. It's a great episode. <laughs> and the Goth Kids, it's great. It's great all around. But um, it's not, a, I don't particularly love that song, but Peter Gabriel's got some, uh, he's got some corkers. He's got some slaps. I feel like that song could be better with slightly better. That was the thing about the eighties. Um, the lyrics, welcome to the eighties show. The lyrics <laughs> <laughs> with Ryan and Adam. The lyrics were very lacking. I feel actually, I agree. With the exception of Prince, uh, I can't think of too many eighties pop artists with like amazing lyrics. Yeah, there's probably a couple big ones that were missing, but I think you're right. In fact, I was just talking about this with somebody about. Um, I think we were talking about Michael Jackson. I can't remember who we were talking about, but I was like, you know, those pop songs, lyric-wise, are pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> they're, not, they're not really saying anything at all. It's, the 80s was just um, like hedonism. It was just like exuberance. <laughs> it was just like pedal to the metal. We're going crazy. And I don't think there was a lot of thought put into it at all. I, I thought, you know, when, uh, when the, the lockdown and the quarantine first happened, I remember... Going on the road, 
and everybody was driving really fast. And I just thought, is this it? Like, <laughs> are we in, in lawlessness? Yes. And, and it and it probably shouldn't have excited me that much, but it, it kind of excited me a little bit. Yeah. Like, I, is, I, is this it for... For the world? That's are why we, people are we love, going Mad Max now? That's why people love Mad Max or like The Purge or like – and I, I, I realize you transitioned from the 80s but probably the 80s because I think people <laughs> like that – it would be terrible. But I think people like that danger, hedonistic people factor like of like danger. we're going nuts and we're just letting it all hang loose. We're letting it – we're just go, we're going to let it happen and see where it lands. And that's yeah. exciting. It's, it's probably terrible for a society but it's exciting. But – Everything sucks so much now. Yeah, they're doing a bad job keeping it all together. Why? Why not? Let's just—it's <laughs> bursting at the seams. Let's already. just plunge into the. <laughs> it's happening. It's, into the danger. It's a slow. You know, like in a movie that's based in like the end of the world, they'll have like or zombies, whatever. They yeah. have like a flashback where you see riots and you see all this crazy stuff happening sure. and regimes toppling. We're in that montage. We're getting to the good stuff. We just gotta, okay. <laughs> we gotta get through this montage. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get there. I I want to just say I I in no way uh, promote any sort of dangerous activities on the show. Let me just put that out. And I that do. I, this is just <laughs> this is just all shtick, and I'm pontificating and I um, trying to be a halfway decent podcaster guy speaking of the 80s because we always are i was just watching um sleepaway camp which okay. it's 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 your pretty classic run-of-the-mill slasher but it's sort of interesting and unique in its own way one thing i like about it is there's actual kids in it as opposed to 30 year olds playing kids which is kind of uh makes it sleazier but cooler but anyway it's a good movie it's pretty famous for its ending but i don't want to talk too much about the movie i just want to say one thing i noticed is uh, the classic thing where everyone in the 80s, all these guys are wearing like super short shorts and crop tops and like tight jeans. Right. And I always love how like you see these memes that are like, what men used to look like. And it's like a guy in a fedora. And then it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like mad men. And then it's like, what men look like now. And it's like a hipster guy that looks all girlish or whatever. And it's like, first of all, those memes suck ass. But second of all, have you seen the shit people wore in the eighties? They were not looking tough. They were wearing like, they were wearing like, uh, like even, even like rock bands. Like they were, they, they were all dressing very effeminate. <laughs> well, it- we did just watch uh, Karate Kid together. You finally saw the Karate I, Kid, yeah, yes. Yeah, I finally saw it so we could stop saying on the show that I haven't seen Although it. Although you've never seen Karate Kid too, so we can start saying that. Oh my God. <laughs> but anyway, continue. And yeah, I was shocked at... Well, earlier that day, the day we watched Karate Kid, I went to the store and I was lazy, so I went straight from the elliptical to the store that's cool. Because the store was closing, and I was wearing my gym shorts, and they were, I thought, very short. They, yeah. like my entire knee was exposed, and risque. That was way too short for me. And I, I, I actually, I hiked them down like as low as I could, and then put my t-shirt as low as I could so, like, my underwear weren't showing. <laughs> and I, I go in and I feel half naked. And then I'm watching The Karate Kid. My God. Yeah, everyone's naked. Every, like, the shorts <laughs> are, like, 
up the thigh. It, high up the thigh, man. They were big on high rise in the 80s. Everything, and even into the 90s, everything, but especially the 80s, was like pulled up, which I think is coming back a little with girls, but I don't think the trend of guys wearing shorts that short will ever come back. I mean, that was like something yeah, else. You see girls with uh, the high-waisted uh, pants now. Yeah, really high, yeah. Yeah, which is uh, going back. That's, yeah. that's going back in we're time go- a little bit. We're going back up. Yeah, but uh, yeah, th- I was I was shocked. I c- I shocked don't, the monkey. I don't know. If, like, I'm glad that I didn't you know, have my adolescence in the 80s because there would be a bunch of pictures of me <laughs> wearing sh- ridiculous shorts. I saw my dad, in because he was in his 20s in the 80s, I saw a picture of him in a fishnet T-shirt. Good God. Like a mesh and, and I'm like, epic. And he had like almost a mullet happening. And it was like, what's going on here? And he goes, and he said, he's like, I didn't wear it often. Someone got it for me. And it was just what was popular. So I popped it on. And it's like, man, oh man, like different times. Like just so crazy. That's that's epic. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't wear that. They say people were skinnier at that time. And they actually say that even if people then ate what we eat, Eat, they still would be skinnier. They don't really know I don't why. Know about, I don't know about that. I, I read something that said that, and they think it was because of the chemicals and the uh, preservatives in food now, but I don't know how true that is. I'm not a scientist. Well, that's. I thought that was the reason why people are heavier, at least in the United States these days. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. In the 80s... there's just less regulations on that sort of thing. In the 80s, if you ate like a cheeseburger... It was so much less chemicals than if you ate a cheeseburger now. So that's my point is like in the 80s it was easier to be skinnier because it wasn't as full of all this shit that our food is filled with now. Right. Yeah. But I thought you just said if people from the 80s were eating the food that we eat today. I meant eating like as much food as we're eating today. But they're, oh, okay. but they're eating the 80s version of it. Eating the 80s <laughs> version of food. Yeah. What the heck? The point is we're all fatter now. And look. I'm not saying that's why I'm fat. I eat terrible and I don't exercise. It's my own fault. But I'm saying, like, uh, in general, people are fatter now, and it's probably because of all the bullshit they put in food. I agree. Processed foods. I stay away from them. How can you? Isn't everything processed? Are we about to get into another discussion about fast food we've talked about it a lot is this the fast food segment that (laughs) we we frequent we have an 80s segment we have a fast food segment this is all right i want to have an intervention for you because i think you're eating way too much fast food okay first of all i am glad that you're being honest but i'm also a little offended (laughs) (laughs) it's tough to hear something like that it's like someone saying you drink too much it's like oh man it's a it's a punch to the heart but i will say you might be right but I don't think I eat it as much as you think. When was, I, when was the last time you had fast food? It was when I saw you and I had oh, Taco and you, Bell. and you had Taco Bell. Yeah, which that was... All right. What, a week ago? I was really hoping you'd say something else so then I could be like, oh, you had fast food since the Taco Bell, but you you got me. Yeah, I, but now that having said that... Worst intervention of all time. It's not I'm like, out. <laughs> it's not like I was been eating healthy, though. I eat... Frozen foods, I get takeout at restaurants. Isn't it all full of preservatives? Like, how do you avoid the preservatives? I don't know. I just, I avoid the fast food joints. The fast food, yeah. I go to the the mom and pop joints. It's probably also a bit processed. Probably not as much. Probably not as much. Yeah. Uh, You know, if if you're paying a little more for it, it's probably... A little better. You're probably paying for the right things. Yeah, Yeah, because they probably had to spend a little more money... Although yeah. mom and pop shops also, 
uh, need money, where like a McDonald's really kind of doesn't. They are very, very rich, so they can afford to give you food for cheaper. But I get your point. Also, you got to think of how many, like pick one fast food restaurant, McDonald's. Think of how many there are and how many burgers they go through a day. So you know that shit is not being made correctly. Like you know it's fucking yeah. garbage. It has to be. There's no other way to produce that much of it. Right. So it's like, you know, you know what you're eating. I always felt like fast food commercials, instead of being like dancing around it, should just be honest. Like a fast food commercial <laughs> should be like a divorced mom who has to pick her kids up from like karate and she doesn't have time to cook. And she's like, fuck it, we're getting McDonald's. Like, I think that's a deleted scene from The Karate Kid, actually. Because <laughs> to me, that's what it should be. It's like, or like a dude, oh, here's a commercial. A dude gets out of, two dudes get out of a bar, they're hammered. They get into an Uber. The Uber says, all right, so we're, your address is, uh, and they go, you know what? Take us to McDonald's. And that's yeah. the commercial. Because who's eating McDonald's? It's people that don't Honest feel like marketing. cooking. Yeah, because I think that's. People be like, yeah, they're right. I do want McDonald's when I'm drunk, as opposed to trying to act like you're something you're not, you know? I should drink more so I can eat more McDonald's. All I got to do is get hammered and divorced, like and McDonald's is is my best option. <laughs> it's tough to cook. What do people do? They put things on a stove? I don't know how to cook. <laughs> I don't fucking know how to do it. I eat, I defrost things. Mm. I made an egg this morning. I defrost. How'd you prepare the egg? That I put on a stove. Yeah. But was it scrambled? Was no, it I just easy? I just blasted it into a pan, waited till it was cooked enough, and threw it on a bagel. Okay, you know, threw some cheese, sunny side up. Basically, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I just like I don't know how to cook. People are like, "Oh, th- I'll give you something easy to make," and then they start reading it, and it's like, well, "What is this?" <laughs> Saute it for twenty minutes. Put a little salt on it. But then you're gonna want to spin it after twenty minutes. But twenty minutes after that, you're gonna have to spin it again. Now, if you got vegetables cooking on the other pan, I'm like, what am I fucking uh, a chef? I, I, I don't. I'm not. What am I hanging out in the kitchen for an hour? Like, I'm not. So I can eat something in 20 minutes? I don't. I, it doesn't make sense to me. I wish the listeners could see what I see. Is you're you have this greasy, messed up hair. You're wearing a robe. It's a nice robe. And you're just going off about not having the patience <laughs> to cook. What do you cook? I do marinara sauce. That's about it. Yeah, I you know what it is, and I and people get upset when I tell them this. I'm not crazy about pasta. I never have been. It I, the sauce hurts my stomach. Right. I don't know why. I eat it. I can eat a, I can eat a chicken parm. I can eat pizza. There is something about, and maybe it was just the shit my mom was buying all these years. Mm-hmm. But it's just something about the sauce. It gave me acid reflux. It like made me full in two bites. You're not the only one, yeah. Yeah, and 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 that's just so I never I never was a big pasta guy. And also, to be honest with you, and people are gonna get very upset when I say this. And again, it could just be the garbage oh, I was eating. Cannot wait to hear this. I grew up in sort of an Italian household. My grandma's pasta I liked, so it could just be my parents' pasta. Not a ton of flavor. Not a ton of flavor. Oh in my pasta. god! Do you want to know why Italians ate pasta? Are you? Are you? Because just- they were poor. Are you just bu- <laughs> did you just bust your grandma's sauce? She was on good. This show? She was good. She I loved her lasagna, but they made pasta because they had nothing. Oh, we have some noodles and we have some tomatoes. It's not like it's the most flavorful, greatest dish ever. This is absolutely the hottest take <laughs> of any opinion that has ever been said 
inside or outside Ryan and Adam's show, if you ask me. In fact, I will say most food is just that. I love pasta. Like Chinese food, all food is basically just, uh, it was poor people who were like, well, we have these three ingredients, let's mix them together. I mean, that's like, I think a lot of food. Well, they knocked it out of the park. They did marinara, I'd Mar- say. Look, marinara is great, okay? <laughs> I'm not trying to shit on pasta. I just think I eat it. And all you're really tasting is the marinara, unless you are a very good cook and you put all kinds of seasoning and bullshit. And I just feel like... Yeah, you got to saute it for 20 minutes. <laughs> it's like dipping bread in a marinara pasta. It's not... It, I don't get enough out of it. I get, I get everything I need. I could live on pasta and pizza, probably, pizza, which is all the same ingredients. Pizza I love. And that's why I think it's all about the way it's... It's the same thing. Pasta is this is made out of the same thing bread is. Where's the cheese, huh? You you don't put cheese on your pasta. Not mozzarella. No, I put a. Uh, what do you do? You, Romano the powder stuff. Yeah, it's Romano though. It's yeah. not uh, the one everybody else uses. Well, maybe I would love your pasta. Maybe your pasta what, would change my world. What is the kind everybody else uses? Parmesan. Yeah. Use Romano. Let me ask you something. How do you make pasta? I want you to. Uh, do you make the tomato sauce or do you? Yes, I make the tomato sauce. The gravy? How do you yeah. make the gravy? I uh, you, you get a big. I first of all, I make a ton, so you freeze a lot of it. Okay. You get a big. Uh, what is it called? The uh, pot. Yeah, pot. <laughs> <laughs> Here I'm the chef extraordinaire. <laughs> Don't know what the word for you pot is. You get one is. of those metal things. Yeah, you get one of those metal things. You fill the bottom. Get the whole bottom covered with olive oil. Okay. I can do this so far. Then you get a dried shaker of oregano, dried shaker of basil. You do a half moon, cover the olive oil, half moon oregano, and then the other half basil. This is already, okay, all right. Then you get some fresh garlic, you peel it. Oh, my God. You chop it up for however many tomato cans you use. I think I used five last time and i used three cloves of garlic per can can i just buy it pre-cut i like to buy everything pre-cut then you you (laughs) you chop up all that garlic throw it into the bottom of the pot you throw a tablespoon of crushed red pepper in there god this is a lot of things i need a cutting board fresh basil if you have it throw that in there and then you saute that Till, till, uh, I knew there was sautéing. Yeah, you sauté it until what it's is that? golden brown. You just cook it, right? Yeah, you just sizzle it. And you mix it around in there. Yeah, you sizzle it, you mix it around, you get the aroma going. Then at that point, you would put in all the cans of tomatoes you have. I use two Tarosa crushed and uh, sometimes Cento San Marzano. Well, we're learning something today. Yeah, I don't use paste. I don't use sugar. Uh... I tried a uh, putting a carrot in, just a full carrot after it's done boiling to suck up the acidity to help with that acid reflux yeah. thing you were talking about. But uh, that, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't leave the carrot in there. You just leave it in there for... For when it cooks, then you take it out. And you take it out. And that helps with the acidity. Some people like to put sugar in there to help with the acidity, but uh, that's like... It's not the way my family did it. And I also don't like sugary sauce, which is New Jersey pizza has a kind of a problem with sugary sauce. Have you noticed that? I have. And here's the thing. I don't mind it. I like um, that sort of sweet pizza taste. Like it, that, that does not bother me at all. Sometimes but it's too sweet. I have yeah. noticed it. I have noticed it where you'll eat pizza and you go, 
And you know what? Maybe it's just me, but I've noticed it more recently. Yeah. I, it's I'll, getting yeah. more and more prominent. Where I'll eat a piece of pizza and go, what is going on recently? The sauce has been very sweet recently. Yeah, That's man. become a real thing. People get addicted to the sugar. It's good. It's, it's good shit. But yeah, I'm not... I'm not really about it because sometimes you'll just get it. It's so you put sweet. the carrot in afterwards. It's cooked. You know, here's the thing. Who taught you this? Because no one ever taught me how to cook. I t- I took a combination of recipes from my grandmother and my mother's cousin, and then I just make I make a lot of it up as I go along. Yeah, I think I that's how a lot I don't, of people cook. I don't measure anything. Aren't you afraid you're gonna fuck it up, and then you have all this mess? Sure, I have. I once. <laughs> I once forgot how many cloves of garlic to put in per can, and I put like six cloves per can in. A lot of cloves. It was very garlicky, and it was it was too garlicky. I I I ruined that sauce. Did you have to dump it? No, no, you don't dump it. You just eat it. You just eat it. Now, okay, so say that bad. The sauce is done. You've got a pot of sauce now. (laughs) Okay, now explain the noodles. How do where do you get the noodles? I just get. Whatever is at ShopRite. What kind? I like rigatoni. Rigatoni, all right. Calandra's bread is also good if you can get it. And then you put it in a bowl, you dump the sauce over it, you mix it around to eat it. Yeah, I wish I... Oh, the, the cheese is key. It's Romano... What is it called? Like Lacatelli or you something? You dump that on afterwards. Yeah. Lacatelli? Are there chunks of that tomato in the right. sauce, or does it cook in a way where there's no chunks? The way I do it, usually one of the cans I use, I use crushed, and then I'll throw one plum peeled, and I crush them with my hand, so there is some big chunks of tomato in mine. So you're going through a lot of paper towels. Yeah. See, when I cook, I don't like having to use all these paper towels. It's so much... The cleaning is really what kills me the most on cooking. Locatelli Romano. I believe that's it. I'll tell you, though, I'm curious to try this. I kept saying Lacatelli, like some sort of uneducated idiot. Ah, you're not. What are you? You're not like a super, not super Italian guy. What are you, you know? No. I mean, me and you, what? We were both guys with non-Italian last names that... Were kind of semi-raised Italian because of like a couple relatives. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm the same way. It takes over. Yeah. Uh, Is this a rerun? <laughs> I think we talked about this already. I, I gotta tell you, I really want to try this. I get intimidated by things. I think, what if I fuck it up? It's gonna be a mess. What if I don't like it? But I feel like I gotta take more risks, and uh, I think cooking would be good. I think I should learn how to cook some things. Uh, since we're at the halfway point, can I play my favorite sauce making song? All right, but right before you do, <laughs> let me just say this now. How do you freeze it? How do I freeze the, yeah, the, the sauce? sauce? Yeah. Just put it in a Tupperware, throw it in the freezer. It's actually, I believe, that this this is a semi-hot take. I believe that the sauce is better after it's frozen once. Locks in the flavor. How do you defrost it? Uh, usually in the morning, you take it out and you let it sit. And then if you, if you really have to run hot water on the Tupperware and then... Uh, do you microwave it or cook it again? Uh, yeah, I usually throw it back in and I... Get it to boil again, just to a boil. A lot of cleaning. Yeah, it's a lot of cleaning. It's to me, it's worth it. The one or two or three times a year that I do it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If I tried it and I liked it, and I only did it once or twice a year, I think it'd be worth it. Anyway, uh, you can play your favorite sauce making song, and we'll be right back after these messages. Volare. Oh, oh, oh. Cantare. 
Let's fly way up to the clouds Away from the maddening crowds We can sing in the glow of a star That I know of where lovers enjoy peace of mind Let us leave the confusion and all this illusion behind Just like birds of a feather A rainbow together we'll find Volare Oh E cantare Oh No wonder my happy heart sings Your love has given me wings Penso che io sogno così non ritorne mai più Mi dipinge con le mani e la faccia di blu Poi d'improvviso tenido dal veretto rapito E incominciavo a volare nel cielo infinito Volare Oh, oh E cantare Oh, oh, oh Nel blu, dipinto di blu Dici di stare lassù E volavo, volavo Venice punalte del sole Con coro più su Mentre molto pian piano Sparivo lontano laggiù Una musica dolce Suonare soltanto per me Volare Oh, no wonder my happy heart sings Your love has given me wings Nel blu, dipinto de blu Venite di stare lassù Nel blu, dipinto de blu Dean Martin with Volare That old drunk <laughs> I heard that I've actually heard something about him that towards the end of his career he stopped drinking and he had like a prop glass. Really? It wasn't actually alcohol. I don't know if that's true or not. I used to watch those like his the roasts, the Dean Martin oh, roasts. Of course. Because my dad was into it. Oh and my god. He was always just look smashed as hell. But that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that was part of his his shtick. Like I don't know. At some point he stopped drinking. I this is just what I've heard. Conjecture, we don't know. Yeah, we're just going to make up lies about there's celebrities. A, there's a, <laughs> Sinatra was a cross-dresser. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> there's a Sinatra little documentary on Netflix that I'm like half-ass tempted to watch, but I don't. Hmm. I just watched The um the Social Dilemma. The Social Dilemma. I've really never even heard of this. It's like uh, It's got some hype. I might have seen The, uh, the Case in Blockbuster. <laughs> it's, um, it's half like documentary but there are film scenes and it's all about how um social media and the internet is destroying like the whole world yeah i couldn't agree more you'll i'm telling you you'd like it it's very dramatic like it's like 
these are the guys that like built these computers. They talk to dudes that like ran Facebook and stuff. Right. And they're just telling you like, there's a problem. This is a real problem and we need to fix it. And they're like pleading with people and it's, it probably won't get fixed, but it was really, <laughs> they go through it. It was really interesting. Too far gone. It was, they said they'd make too much money. It's be too hard, but they should regulate it. They, I'm not going to like get into the whole thing, but like they, it wasn't just about how it's depressing and, and giving anxiety to people, which it is. It was also just about how it's literally being used to like, you know, destroy countries. Like it's like it's too. It's it's no. Yeah. It's not, no way. And how it's making us more divisive, and it's what? giving out too much false information. I know. Huh? I, I know. There were certain things where I'm like, is this news to people? <laughs> like I knew this already. I saw it on social media. But uh, it's. <laughs> but it's it is. But you always hear these things like collecting data and and making people divisive and all these things. And you always go like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Social media is making people less social. You know, you always see these buzz things. But to see these guys, and they simplify it for sure, but to see them like really get into it and like really like talk about like what it's doing is, it's it's interesting. I liked it uh, to a certain degree. I would I would say if you're into that kind of thing, give it a watch. Uh, I wish we could just take a vote. I would vote against the internet. Let it get shut down. We can do this on terrestrial radio. Dude, Boom, no, done. no joke, and I mean this sincerely. I don't hate the internet. <laughs> I think that there that some internet's fine. Um, I think technology has gotten way out of control. The way the internet was in the late '90s with the dial-up. They talk about that. They go when the internet first started. It was a fun, exciting place, and everyone who was inventing these things did it in a positive way. It was a fun, creative place. Yes. And then it just went fucking nuts and it got too big. And they made a really interesting point that humans are not evolving really, at least not at a fast pace because that's not the way yeah, evolution works. Sense. And so you've got people with brains that have been operating you know, since whenever and technology, our brains are not built to be able to handle all no, of this they're, technology. They're not at all. And they're talking about the dopamine thing, all of that. You'd like it. They talk about all that stuff. Right. And it was just really, really interesting. And it was just like, it's too much. It's moving too fast. To what end? You know, it's. The worst thing about the internet is that humans don't bond with other humans anymore. Humans bond with screens, yeah. which is the most unnatural. They were relationship possible. They were describing it as like a um, human bonding with a machine. How these machines <laughs> and how these machines are built. They said the, the social media is literally because these again, these guys are the ones who designed a lot of this. They're like it is designed to be like a slot machine. It is designed to make you go like ooh, like your brain like gets to kick exactly. Yeah, keep, likes. You have to keep, yeah, and they yeah. The one guy who invented likes said he goes, I swear to you. When we invented likes, we just thought it would be a nice idea for people to be able to like spread love and likes. He's like, if you had told me that people would be getting depressed because they weren't getting enough likes, we never would have done it. But it's just like the human brain is not – it's unnatural. And it's like the AI or the computer they built, they said they don't really even know how it – and now because of misinformation, it operates where – Whatever gets the most clicks is what they invade you with. But what gets the most clicks is often really shitty things and conspiracy theories and all these things, false information. So sure, yeah. people are being fed all this false information and all this like negative bullshit so that people will keep looking at their phones so they can keep sending ads to them. It's right. just very, very unhealthy and terrible. Yes. And it's, it's – All right. I need to watch this. I think you'd like it and it's – uh. 
And I've been yelling about this stuff for a while, and people are like, get over it. It's cool. I can like order pizza to my <laughs> You could always order pizza. And then people were like, yeah, but I can get a car to pick me up. Yeah, we had cabs before. People got by just fine without all this shit. Right. And even me, who's like a generation like I remember when there wasn't a lot of internet, so we're not even as bad off as the kids nowadays. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. They were talking about when that comes to fruition, when we find out what kind of negative effect this thing has had on that generation, it's it's going to be bad. But anyway, I know it even fucked me up though. I know the things that I've seen or the addiction or the like the the way I have used it and like the fact that you can learn anything. I know that it's even had a negative effect on me, and I'm one of the ones that's not even like a Generation Z. Those kids are fucked, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, uh, you've seen, I'm sure, kids, families, in restaurants, and they yeah. and they just give the kid an iPad. Oh yeah, I've seen it all the time. And it's, it's too much. You can't have the iPad and every aspect of your life. Like I didn't never had an iPad at a restaurant. Yeah, I had a TV screen that yeah. you know. And they were saying how like. When kids used to watch, uh, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, there were laws against the certain things that kids could see. Mm. It's not that way with the internet. These kids get on the internet; they can see anything. They could see as much of it as they want. They could see. They don't know what ads or misinformation is going to be getting sent to them. Sure, it's, it's like a. It, I don't know. The whole thing is very complicated, but it's it's an interesting little uh, movie. All right, everyone, unplug your goddamn routers right now. <laughs> we're going off the internet. Yeah, and I don't I don't look there's a lot about the internet. This is the reason why it probably won't crash because there's a lot about the internet that I do like. So mm. it's it's complicated. It's a complicated thing, but you know, whatever. Fuck that. Yes, it's uh, certainly been giving me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Since for many, many years. And they were even talking about like how divisive people are politically now or with agreeing on whether or not you should wear a mask for corona or or climate change. Oh, wow, they're that... Uh... Yeah, it was that updated. Or like climate change, like all that, like how people act about all of this stuff. It, it, it could all come down to where we're getting our knowledge, which is the internet. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of, a lot of the, the poster children of the, the free information and the free speech is like, it's all free, and, you know. But there's some, some stuff like, you know, screaming fire in a restaurant, like, is that protected by free speech or or yeah. telling going on the internet and posting to an urban area oh the elections on this day but that's a total lie right miss the election like sh- is should that be protected by free- like i don't people know making, i don't think so people making facebook groups to 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 get two different groups of people to meet in the same place so that they will fight apparently <laughs> i don't know how true it is but apparently russia this wasn't in the movie but i heard that one of the things that russia did during the election was like would make it two different rallies in the same place just to cause chaos. Or like there was one country and I can't remember, but basically their internet is Facebook and they think the government essentially was, I don't want to say too much. You'll watch the movie, but the, and also it's like conjecture. I don't know how true it is. So I don't want to spread. I'm not Joe Rogan. I don't want to spread bullshit, but I'm just saying. You're not Joe Rogan. I look like him. We're in the same shape, but, but I'm, believe it or not, I'm not him. But I think, um, it is really, really crazy. The internet's a crazy thing. And yeah, and people talk about freedoms. I get it. People don't want things regulated. They don't want freedoms taken away from them. I totally get that. There's a line. But everybody agrees there has to be laws. 
Like, I don't think there's many people in this country. Maybe there's some. It's like not even laws, just regulations. Right. Every, and everyone agrees to it because they'll go, no regulations. And then you'll say, well, what about this, that, or this? And they go, well, that should be regulated. It's like it, it, some things have to be. It, it's like it, it, it just is what it is. Yeah. The, saying that's the thing that kills me with the, about regulations is the the freedom part of your mind will always say, no regulations. Right. Get rid of them. Let us do what we want. Let us do what we want. And, and I then, get that. And then all the people with all the money and power just trample over everyone else with that, run wild, and then these huge corporations just don't pay taxes nobody, because there's no regulations. Nobody cares because they can get away with it. And it's like, oh, people take advantage. There was that Always Sunny episode where they were like, we're going to make the bar no rules, freedom. And then everyone's <laughs> doing like heroin and like killing each other in their basement. And it's like, oh, there have to be rules <laughs> or everyone takes advantage. Like it's like, yeah, like, and that's on a, obviously like a small scale, but it's just like, yeah, like, yeah, sometimes there have to be some fucking rules in place, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, but whatever. I think it's bullshit. We have to wear masks. I think Corona's fake. <laughs> I think the, the climate change is fake. It's all bullshit. <laughs> And you can take that, you can spread that. I'm telling you, it's fact. <laughs> I'm selling muscle milk after the show if you want to buy how it. How many beers have you drank? It's 10 o'clock in this the morning. Is only one. It's not actually 10 o'clock. Your computer says it's 10 o'clock in the morning. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. This is my only one. And uh, that's it. I'm not going to get like hammered by two. What I, day is it? Is Sunday? Yeah. You're off today? That's correct. What do you got going on the rest of the day? Hey, there's people walking by my window and they saw us on mic. They're probably like, I wonder who they are. What do I have to do? Are they famous? Are they famous? I do kind of like this window because it reminds me of, there's a few movies, uh, Do the Right Thing. And uh, the other movie I can think of is, what's the one with the vanishing point? I never saw it. There's a, a DJ that DJs from the window and looks out. It on, is kind of cool on the town to do and, this right in front of a giant window. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I was in had your view because I, I have my back to it. It's not that great. Um, I think it's pretty great. <laughs> it's like in that curve and uh, he where he's like, sometimes I like to pretend I'm deaf and I can't hear the birds, and then there's like a pause and he goes, "It's not that bad." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what have I got to do today? I have to do laundry, uh, and that's pretty much it. I got to shave for work, and then that's pretty much it. I'm just I'm cruising. How long does it take you to do laundry? Uh, I don't know. To wash it is about an hour. To dry it's about a half hour, maybe two hours tops. Oh, okay. I just asked Jeff. He said it takes him three hours. Yeah, Jeff hangs out there. Jeff, you know, he'll end up like hanging out with his parents and stuff. I mean, I'll do that maybe to a degree, but like I, I, I'm, to do the actual laundry, maybe two hours. Yeah, I think that's the only thing this place lacks is washer dryer. Yeah, it would be nice, if, but yeah. it gives me an excuse to leave, see my parents again. Yeah. You know, it's like a mandatory I have to see them. Yeah, so. I, I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, what, have you watched anything? Have you done anything? I've I've done hardly anything. You you watched you finally watched Face the Music. You liked it. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Face the Music was much better than I could have expected. There you go. And okay. I, I mean, and I rewatched it with you, and I say I still like it. Yes, I liked your commentary throughout the whole movie. Was that bad? <laughs> was there commentary? What do you mean commentary? <laughs> I'm just busting you. You know, I get nervous about that. Sometimes if I'm drinking, I'll pause things and be like, hey, did you guys know? And I'm like, I think you did that once. I don't think I paused it. 
I don't think that's true. I think you might have done it once. Jeff might have paused it because you had to get up and do something. And then I would have spoken. Perhaps. I wouldn't. I don't think I vol- I didn't have the remote. Uh, I did like uh, Face the Music. I liked the premise. I thought that Alex Winter especially was excellent. He's I always, right back in it. That's what I'm saying. I always say that guy doesn't get enough credit, man. I think that guy is, is brings those, not the disc Keanu Reeves, but I feel like that guy really is what you think of when you think of Bill and Ted. And there weren't many, like, I hate the, the callbacks that are a carbon copy, and there really weren't any. There, there I, very subtle ones towards the end of the movie. And even when there was similar stuff in like with the premise, because um, the daughters kind of go on like an excellent adventure, it's different. So it's like, okay, it exists in the same world, but they're doing it differently. I don't like it. I agree with you. I don't like it when you see a sequel and it's like, we're going to redo that scene. It's like, that's lame. That's always very yeah, lame. The, the Rush Hour movies were like that. Everyone was just... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was just like, hey, we're doing this bit again. You guys love this bit. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? And they did yeah. it in all three they did, of them. I think, I think they did. Did they do it in the third one? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I don't think anyone remembers the third one. They go to like Europe or Paris or something. I don't even. Tell me about the third one. I, I can't tell you about the third <laughs> one. I am not confident that I've seen the third rush hour. Does that mean I have to watch that now? No, I only saw it once. Every time I say I haven't seen a movie on the show, I feel inferior to everyone that has, there's, and I feel like I should go watch it, but eh, not for rush hour three, there's, sorry. <laughs> there's plenty I have not seen. You like Face the Music. You like Karate Kid. You're doing fine. Yeah, the one thing about Karate Kid I didn't understand was basically the, the end of every every 80s movie is you get the girl that's just the end that's just how it was yeah i'd say even probably going into and, even yeah. modern days that's very common in yeah. a movie yeah yeah you know, the end of every james bond movie they you, crowbar you, a romance into a lot of movies and then it ends with them getting the girl so the thing that that <laughs> bugged me about karate kid was he got the girl immediately the, like the first thing like he meets a, her. Elizabeth Shue is <laughs> is ready. Yeah, she is just, <laughs> uh, you know, Gaga for in uh, love with Machio. Loves Machio, and all he can do the whole movie is hang out with an old man. And, <laughs> 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 and and here's the thing: I get it because the point of the movie was, I think, partially that he had no confidence and he was missing a father figure, and like I get what they were doing, but. I, I do know what you mean in terms of it being a, like, aren't you supposed to like win the girl? And it's kind of like, it's sort of kind of lame that like he gets the girl immediately and still feels like he has to beat her boyfriend up. You know what I mean? Or her ex-boyfriend. Like, it's like, all right, you got the girl, dude. It's over. And there's still a part of him that's like, I got I to gotta prove I could kick this kid's ass. Well, <laughs> the good part is uh, it in, in probably unintentionally made her not a prize, which is true, a very big, true. That's a big uh, patriarchy. That's, a, that's thing. a great. That's a great point. And you know, it's not like it's the only movie to do that. I feel like the Karate Kid. It's directed by the same guy. Is essentially just somebody in in a, in a studio said we want to make Rocky, but for kids, and so they came yes. up with Karate. That, that's exact. That movie is Rocky for kids. The biggest difference is uh, though he is kind of like the Mick character. Miyagi is a far more interesting and far more layered and like um, part of the story. Right. So their relationship between Machio and uh, Miyagi is the biggest difference. Otherwise, it's basically Rocky for kids. And so like 
if you think of it that way, Rocky had Adrian. I mean, he had a fight for her a little bit in a very problematic way, if I may add. But he did have Adrian way before he won. Or, well, spoiler alert, he didn't win. But so it wasn't <laughs> like she was a prize. So they kind of were just following the Rocky formula, sort of. Like he could be going out on dates with Elizabeth Shue, but instead, at he's, golf and stuff, he's having a birthday party with Miyagi in a closet for himself. It's just him and Miyagi and a cake. Yeah, I get like you know trying to. It was a little strange trying to like uh, make the old man feel good about himself. But if I tell you right now, if I was the mom, I'd be like, you know, Daniel. Uh, you're really hanging out with this old man a lot. It's, it's, yeah, you know, it's funny. It's a little she, strange. The parents in this movie were very invested in their kids' love lives. Which is rare in an 80s movie. Yeah, it was It was a little, and we found that to be a little strange. Like, so, you got any girls there's in a lot your of life? There's a lot of blondes around here. Oh, like, yeah, that's what his mom says. What the fuck? Good but, God. Um, I will say, though, that uh, the 80s also had a lot of young people hanging out with old people. Like, Back to the Future. Love Back to the Future. The classic joke, though, is like, how the hell did Marty McFly become best friends with this crazy scientist, <laughs> this old man? It's very strange relationship, but you believe it 100%. They totally sell it. They don't feel like they have to give you any backstory. It's just like, okay, I, I believe yeah. it. Yeah. They hang. They chill. Do you have any old men friends? No. When I was a kid, I uh, sort of knew better not to hang out with old men. <laughs> I don't have any old man friends. I work with some dudes that are a lot older than me, but I'm already a grown up, you know. Yeah, I'd say my oldest friends are maximum of 15 years older than me. Okay. So I wouldn't call them old men. There are old guys I work with that are like my dad's age. Like mm. they're pushing 60. But if they asked me to come over for dinner with their wife, I, I don't think I would do it. But like... I would have no problem doing it. I would love to see you go to a dinner party hosted by known adults. I get along with some old with some old men. When people are like people think I'm uncomfortable around parents, but old men where I don't know their kids or they don't have kids, I could potentially get along with them very well. I'm sure. I'm 31. I'm, yeah. a, I'm Oh, a, yeah. Uh, that's the other thing. We're grown-ups. You're not 16 years exactly. old like Machio in yeah. the movie. Yeah, I don't think I had any friends that were 15 years older than me when I was 15. I think it would have been very inappropriate if you did. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you, you hear about those stories. That old guy wants to he wants to hang out with a kid, and then you find out, oh, he was a creep. Yeah, like, yeah you uh, find out something horrible, sure. Yeah, it happens all the time. And uh, Not to say Miyagi was into anything horrible. Miyagi, oh, no. he, he, was, he was true blue, that guy. He was a cool guy. Yeah, man. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Miyagi, or the actor that played him. <laughs> wow, that was really that was really something. Yeah, we didn't know what to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so we talked about Karate Kid twice. Um, once in the beginning, once in the end. What? Come on, give me a, something that you've watched recently that I don't know you've watched. You must have something. Oh man. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but like I feel like I brought up Noodles. I brought up Karate Kid. I seriously have not been watching anything new okay honestly i believe I've, you i've been going through some stuff and <laughs> i haven't had a chance to really watch anything beyond background noise to drown my thoughts out when i'm trying to go to sleep yes i understand i understand i i did watch half of an episode for some reason there's a show on hulu called pen 15 
Yeah, where the older women are playing young girls from in like the yes, I yeah. saw that, and, and I didn't stop it because I didn't like it. I stopped it for time constraint reasons, but um, it was interesting because it takes place in the year two thousand, and they're supposed to be in seventh grade, which is basically basically us. Yeah, yes. I was in seventh grade in two thousand one. Yes, yeah, so so, we're the same age, so as was I. So it was kind of interesting to see that flashback to middle school and it seems like it's done pretty accurately except yeah these two are they, are they comedians these women i i don't know they're 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 in their 30s yeah. and they're just playing i have to imagine they probably were in seventh grade in 2000 yeah i think that's so that's probably about our age that's the idea yeah. and it was pretty funny it seems like it's a coming of age you know, it, I I give them credit because I don't want to go back to middle school even mentally. I don't want to go well, anywhere I, near that. Well, I'd like to think that that's the point. I of think making the show. Yeah, it was like yeah, it's probably therapeutic in some way. Yeah, and uh, it's funny. All all those things don't seem that old to me, and then when you see the way it's presented in the show, you're like, oh wow, you're you're really taking it back twenty years here. See, that's where I'm always amazed that they keep going back to the 80s. I think it's because the 80s was such a no-holds-barred fun time. In pop culture, they made a lot of really great stuff. But the truth is, is like 20 years ago was the year 2000. I think, I don't remember the exact math because it's been a while since I read this, but like The Wonder Years came out, I think, in like the 80s. Yeah. And it's about the 50s. Uh, and it's about the 60s. 60s, 70s, 70s. So 20 years ago. So if they did a Wonder Years now, it would be like It would be 2015. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's been a really long time since 2000, and yet you never really see any. And that's when the technology started exploding. Like that's a very strange. And 9/11, it's a very specific time, and like you never really see stuff about that time, or right. even or even the late 90s. Like when our childhood was, you very rarely see stuff about. They keep going back 40 fucking years. <laughs> you know, it's but it's like that. You don't see a lot of people do this shit when we were kids. I don't know why that is. Well, the uh, the jury's still out on this show, as far as I'm concerned. In terms of it being good, I don't know if I'll. People like it. I don't know. I never saw it. If I'll continue to watch it or not. Uh, I I also haven't figured out. This is a little weird. I can't figure out if they're um, the Irish menning these girls. You know uh, what I'm saying? Uh, like yeah, yeah. CGIing them. I don't think they are. To to look, it's it's. I can't tell. You know, it's a funny. It's a it's a <laughs> funny. I don't know what CGI and real anymore. That's how mixed up I am. But like, part of me, I, I saw a scene. I'm like, did they like shrink her to make her look shorter or something? Like, I I could. They, I they, don't know. they hobbited her. You yeah. Know, you know, I I feel like the gimmick would get old. Like, I think at first it's like, oh, it's funny because they're old and they're talking to like young boys and they're being nervous around like whatever the episode's about, but they're clearly in their 30s i think you'd get to like episode five and be like i'm sort of over that gimmick but who knows maybe not maybe you'll love it like maybe it's great i've heard it's good but it just sort of feels like something that i it doesn't it didn't grab me but if you tell me it's good if you continue and you tell me it's good i may watch it all right if any of you guys have seen pen 15 or any show please please email us the truth ryan adam at gmail.com pen 15 is like penis yeah it is (laughs) I came up with a new phrase. How much time we got left? We have enough time to hear your new phrase. We were, yesterday we were talking about hip new cool phrases because mm. like McDonald's said like their new burger really slaps. So I was like, uh, <laughs> it was like 
corporate trying to be teenagers. But we were talking about like, uh, you know, what, what kids say now, like squad goals, AF. And Chris like said something that like he accidentally said. And I decided I want to make it a phrase. I want to get it popular. All right. And what it's, is it? So say something is awesome. Like say, uh, Ryan, your robe is awesome. Okay. Sorry. So, hey, you like this robe, man? It, dude, it, this, this robe comes nasty, man. What? <laughs> you say it comes nasty. So, like, I'm drinking a beer, and I'm like, this beer is fucking great, dude. It comes nasty. This shit comes nasty. So I'm going to try to make that sell, and I'm going to try and spread that amongst people. <laughs> okay. Dude, I thought this episode <laughs> came nasty. It was pretty damn... <laughs> It was pretty damn good. It uh, we brought it. It came nasty, and I hope people like it. So, people, if you want to, and it's C O M E, let's not make this gross. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to start saying stuff comes nasty, do it. Just say it. Just say, oh, I hope this party comes nasty. You know, it means like goes hard. You know, it's badass. So anyway, I'm putting that out there in the world. I hope people will take to it, and. uh yeah, I don't know what else. That's that's what I, I just wanted to say that. Give me a beat!
boys. <laughs>